Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tellus back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on August 22nd, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this We are all self made, but only the successful will admit it. Again, we are all self-made, but only the successful will admit it. And that's by Earl Nightingale. And I, I heard that um, I was listening to some Earl Nightingale off of YouTube over the weekend. Um, and, uh, and I heard that quote. And it's an it's a Earl Nightingale uh, audio that I've listened to a few times, but... And, I, and that made me think, well, yeah, that, that's so true. You know, we, all, we only think about when people say they're self-made. We only hear that from, you know, successful people. You never hear somebody who, who hasn't done anything, you know, who hasn't fulfilled their goals or, you know, who, who haven't, don't even have any goals, say that they're self-made. You know, someone that is in a bad predicament is in a bad state of affairs. You know, you never hear them saying, I'm self-made. But in all actuality, we we are all self-made, good and bad. But <laughs> you only hear it from successful. You know, when, when people are in, in a rut or in, in a bad situation, it's easier to blame other forces is you know it's easier to point the finger and to blame circumstances or which which may have some validation you know uh, if 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 only a little bit but still it seems like there's always some sort of way something some sort of uh, um, other decision that can be made so I thought that was an interesting quote I've, I've, I don't think I've ever um, realize you know in, in, in exactly in those words the the meaning behind it and uh, you know it just sort of shines some light on you know when you're feeling when you when you're in a rut when you're not feeling motivated it's it's really it's self-made you know it's it's you have to get yourself out of that you have to find a way to get yourself out of that you know if you ran into an obstacle as far as achieving your goals, you gotta. It's up to you. You know, even if you have a, a team, even if you are lucky enough, or um, you know, have have you at a point where you have a a, a a group of people surrounding you, you know, like-minded people, and you get yourself in a funk, it's still up to you to get yourself out. So in a, anyway. Um, so what's going on? So the weekend is over. Uh, it was kind of a long weekend. Um, all right. So what else is going on? Uh, got the the V seven hundred. It came Friday, and um, and I, I told you guys this thing was self uh, seller refurbished, but I mean this thing was. In the original package, it was packed, brand new, unopened, still wrapped, still taped down. 
you know how when you get like printers and uh, scanners, it has that blue tape. It, it was it, the the software was still in the, in the pack. It came with everything, and I was sort of you know I was I was nervous about it because like I said when I bought this thing, um, there was no pictures of it, which I I normally never do. Matter of fact, I don't th I think that's the first time me ever buying something and there was no pictures. Uh, but you know it was a it was a price that it was kind of a too good to be true price really but like i said it was here and right it was local so i was like you know worst come to worst i'll find a place if some if it was shady i'll find a place but they had enough sales and had enough ratings to where you know i i, I kind of like um just just took a gamble but it was a good gamble i mean this thing came in an original packaging uh it came with silver fast eight or yeah, Silverfast 8 SC, I think. Everything, nothing, nothing, not, not the seal wasn't broken on anything. So I don't know what seller refurbished me. I don't know if it's simply because um, they they couldn't sell it new because it was you know bought it like a liquidation or something. But there was no signs that this thing has been touched. You know. So, but anyway, I fired it up, uh, did some scans trying to get used to the Epson software I've never used it before and um, I didn't even you know after looking at other people's reviews and what they what they thought about you know the the difference between the Epson software and the Silverfast I didn't even open Silverfast I just kept it in the box and um, and just put it in the basement I didn't even open it because I didn't want to get distracted by trying to learn some other software you know most people that most reviews that I saw they said unless you have the Silverfast, like the pro version or whatever, like the Silverfast, I think it's like AI Studio or something like that. It, it you know it's it's not worth it. And and uh, and this just had the Silverfast SE. I, I guess that's like the beginner beginner version. So I didn't even mess with it. But um, yeah, you know I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm pleased with my purchase. Um, it, it it sort of fulfilled everything that I was wanting it to, you know, when I decided to just go ahead, break down, and go ahead and get a scanner. Um, the only thing that I'm that I have to do now is when I hang my my negative, I just have to hang them a little longer, and almost, you know, like the pro. I I just have to change my workflow a little bit because I'm I'm so rough with my negatives. I usually develop them, then I roll them up and stick them somewhere. But you know, if I'm going to be scanning them, I have to go ahead and do it the way you're supposed to do. You know, scan, uh, develop them, let them dry. You know, hang dry, uh, cut them, put them in the sleeve so they can be flat. Because all my negatives now, except for like uh, you know, of course the 120s, uh, you know, they they are curled. So it's a pain in the ass putting them in the in the film holder to scan. You know, I, I just have to handle handle them a little too much to get them straight. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. But yeah, man, that scanner is it's a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. You know, you hear a lot of people complain about how long it takes to scan. I'm not scanning. I'm not using like digital ice or anything like that. I'm scanning pretty much at the the basic settings. I did some tests yesterday just to get an idea of file size and get an idea of uh, 
what what I can expect, you know, from increasing the resolution. Um, you know, when I was scanning at 2400 DPI yesterday, um, and then going to 3200, you know, scanning those 35 millimeter, it, it's not. I couldn't. I couldn't even. Uh, you couldn't even tell. The one thing I did notice, though, is the Epson software has this thing called dust removal. And there was a, a scan of my daughter, and there was like a little piece of lint or something, um, like like in a like right on her forehead. So I used the you know I just just clicked the check button on dust removal, and it did an awesome job. It didn't even um, degrade the image quality at all, but it removed the dust speckle. So gonna to have to play around with that a little bit and that's an, that's that's outside of using digital ice that's just a another you know just another setting dust removal uh, that that wasn't even because I, I didn't even realize that was you know Epson software had that built in uh, you know because when when you look at like the specs and stuff I know because I've used digital ice my uh, old scanner uh, which I shipped off that Microtech 6800. I shipped that off last week as well. But, uh, you know, so I've used Digital Ice and I know how long, I, I know how awesome Digital Ice is. Uh, there were some pictures, my my grandma, actually it was pictures of my, of my grandma's family. Like these old pictures that, that my mom needed restored like I don't know, probably 10 years ago and I just ran them through digital ice and it just I mean these these pictures were like destroyed because um, they were so old they some of them they, there was it was about five to five to ten pictures if I remember correctly some some of them had been in the frame so long and I guess it's like you know facing Sun that they pretty much stuck to the to the glass or the frame it just stuck to the glass and then when I peeled them off you know of course some of some of the, uh, the it got ruined and then some of them had uh, I guess broken from like being handled all over the years and and the glass from the frame had you know scratched the pictures all up and it was it was just a combination of different damages done to these pictures when I first got them, I was like, this before I had done any sort of retouching, but I had done, um, I need to get some gas. I had done, um, you know, I'd done composited, composites and photo retouching, but I'd never done any restoration work. And so, you know, when I ran it through that digital eyes, man, I was, I was like, it, it did like 95% of the work just running it through digital eyes. So I, so I'm familiar with digital ice and how you know awesome it is how, how good it can work you know once you get to know it but uh i've never worked with epson scanner software so yeah man i'm i'm, I'm real real pleased so uh everything coming together i i sold my cam my k3 over the weekend matter of fact <laughs> i i got i gotta buy it now this morning like at three o'clock before i went down to the gym i heard a cha-ching and looked at my phone um and it was uh someone had uh, bought it I actually had it I had to relist it because no one bought it the first go around 
And so I just dropped it like 10 bucks and then changed the buying format. I changed it to, I changed it from an auction to a fixed price, but I also had to buy it now and, and make a best offer. So someone, you know, and that was, I put that up, I relisted it um, yesterday. Or was it Saturday? Either Saturday, yesterday or Saturday, I relisted it. And, um, yeah, either Saturday or Sunday, I relisted it. I can't remember when. And, and um, no, it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was yesterday. I relisted it yesterday because the auction ended Saturday night. And I relisted it, like, Sunday morning sometime. And so it sold this morning. So I mean I you know I wasn't trying to rip people off with the with the price you know it was the it was the K3 body the the uh, the battery grip three batteries and everything else I mean the original box everything original package so you know they got a good deal but uh that you know yeah I, you hear a lot of people uh, complain about like Best Buy and stuff like that. Craigslist. I mean, I, I choose Best Buy over Craigslist any any day of the week. Even even though you know most times Craigslist is local, you can go right there and pick it up. But um, Best Buy. I mean, I guess because I just been I've been on Best Buy. I mean, not Best Buy. eBay. <laughs> I've been using eBay for so long, and I, I sort of it's kind of like instinct when you you know when you when you you sort of have to even if somebody don't have a, like a perfect one hundred. Uh, percent rating you have to look at the comments and see why they have the negative feedback that they have and sort of gauge and see is it fair because some people are just assholes man they'll leave you bad feedback for no reason on one of my uh, on one of my Etsy shops and, and, and my one of, yeah one of my Etsy shops uh, some some chick gave me a bad review because the shirt was too small or something like that and I have I have notes all over my all over my listing saying for for certain shirts you know for this shirt or that shirt order size up if you want that shirt otherwise just get like a unisex or get this cut of shirt but some some women <laughs> they don't this just don't want to like I, I don't know what it is man but it's like how can you give me a bad review cause the shirt cause you ordered the wrong fucking size of shirt like all the other reviews I got good reviews but but you order you know the, the shirt don't fit you and, and that's my fault I, I, I don't understand it and it's only women it's, I never had a guy uh, or, or anyone order a guy's shirt or a unisex shirt and um, give me a, and, and say it didn't fit and give me a bad review. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, that was the only negative feedback I've ever had. So anyway, um, but yeah, you just have to be savvy when 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 buying. You know, I mean, you can get burnt either way. Like like you know, I told you about that Retina Reflex Four that I bought and got burnt. But I mean, it is not burnt if I got a refund for it from it. So um, so yeah, I'm gonna gonna be doing some scanning. And right now, what I'm doing is I'm just scanning these these old negatives. I'll probably end up pitching a lot of them. You know, these are my first runs of developing myself. You know, like uh, doing my own developing. Um, 
you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's, I can do better. So, so these are just, I'm just scanning, going through them to, uh, to, to see what, what they're supposed to be like, you know, and, um, and I'm going to be ordering some new developer, a new kind of developer. So, cause for my project, like I said, I want everything to be consistent. So all the ones that I'm scanning now, these, I, I probably, I, although I did post some on my, uh, when I was doing my, I did a hundred day of, uh, pick a, a pick a day posting. And some of them were from these, these batches of, of scans, but it was, it was when I was, you know, using my K3 to digitize them. So, uh, what else I want to say? Oh, so one other thing about, about if you, you know, decide to pick up a scanner, if you, if you like me, haven't scanned any negatives in a while, I was having one problem with this scanner and I was putting too much I was thinking the scanner was smarter than what it was, but uh, and it was my fault. I was putting in some E6, some some positive film, but the scanner wasn't recognized. I was like, "What is wrong with this scanner?" But I forgot that I it was E6. You know, I had cross-processed it in C41. As soon as I clicked on positive film, it actually was it was something I read. I, you know, I started doing search research, and it said if you uh, if you don't if you don't select the right media then you're going to get that error so i was like well I'm, i have i was selecting color negative and then I, I i thought i was like oh you know what these are not color color negative although i processed them like color negative they were uh positive film so as soon as i selected positive everything was everything was fine but i was like it's amazing how even though I, I cross-processed it, it was, it was able to detect that there was positive film. I, I mean, that was, that was weird. I don't, I don't really know, like, what, what goes into that or, or what, what, you know, what happened. The other thing it could have been, I just remember, I, I forgot I, I did two things. The other thing was, um, I was watching a video, and this guy had this scanner, the same scanner, and he was putting the film in shiny side up with, you know, the emulsion down. And I found some document on, on another Epson printer and it was saying um, emulsion side up. So that's the other thing I changed. So either, either I was selecting, <laughs> one of the two things fixed it. Either the, you know I have to it was like late so I have to I have to go back and test it again either it was the shiny side down the emulsion up or the fact that I had color positive and I had color negative selected so one of those two um but uh but yeah it, I mean you know other than that other than that little faux pas and all of us you know at first I was like, okay, the skin was broken, but no, that was my my bad. There was two things that I messed up because you know how when you get something, you just anxious and you don't read how you're supposed to read. Uh, this was the first scanner that I had that that has a actual, you know, it locks the the carriage, the the scanner carriage. It it actually locks it. So what I when I there's two locks. There's a lock that locks the lid down, and there was a lock to lock the actual carriage. So, 
you know, I unlocked the, the lid, but then when I went to do my first scan, it was just, it made this popping noise. And it was because there's an actual lock under the lid to unlock the carriage. So just two things to, you know, if you decide to, and this, this may be like, people be like, damn dude, when the last time you used it, you, you, you updated the scanner. It's, it's been probably 12 years. So, um, but uh, but yeah, other than that, other than those two hiccups, yeah, that that scanner is, is awesome, man. It's uh, it's a lot lighter than I thought. When you see pictures of it, of the V700, 750, 800, 850, they look heavy, but they're not. You know, they it, it, it was actually my other scanner was heavier. That Microtech scanner that I uh, sold was heavier than than this one. So, or at least it, it seemed that way. Um. But yeah, so now you know I just gotta uh, get some film. Uh, I'll be ordering it this week. Uh, I've, I've been I've been getting ready for some shows coming up too. Some uh, not not ph photography shows, you know, uh, these these arts and craft shows that I do. I uh, I do I do shirts. I, you guys know that. So the holiday season is coming up. Thanksgiving, Christmas. And we always do we always do shows and there's one in Illinois we'd be going to, there's some in Denver. So I just ordered all my stock vinyl to cut and uh, uh I won't be doing any screen printing. I know I try I know I just drastically changed subjects on you guys, but or yeah, so, but I just wanted to mention that. because um, I gotta I, I just ordered all this this morning, so and that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to wait for you know wait for a break so I can when I, when I really get into my photography project um, everything will be consistent and I won't have any I can just dedicate all my time to that. That's why I've been slowly you know slowly uh, doing some developing just to get my hands dirty a little bit. Um, you know, messing with this scanner so I can have that. And I think what I'm gonna do with the scanner, I'm just keep it the, as basic as possible, as far as like, uh, you know, how I'm gonna scan in. I'm not gonna do any color corrections or any, any, any correction or anything like that from the scanner software. If anything, I may use that dust removal thing uh, tool, like I like I said, and uh, and just get a clean scan. And then just do everything in Lightroom or Photoshop, so I can just keep it consistent and not keep switching around on you know how I'm doing things. So, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking 2400 DPI is is going to be good enough for what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason to to go above that. I'm not I'm not going to be printing anything big. So. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's just everything business as usual. Uh, I've been I've been watching some YouTube channels to get a feel of of, of you know how I'm going to do mine. I came across some some new uh, photography channels. I came across this guy Paul Griffin, um, and it's like one of those interview type type deals. And it seems. Uh, I've only watched one or two episodes, but I did discover a photographer I never heard of named Ruth. Uh, what is her name? 
I just totally forgot it. Ruth. Uh, Bernard? Ruth something. I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up again. But I, I came across her name and I looked her up in, in some awesome images. It's just, man, there's just so many unknown photographers, at least unknown by me, that, that just had such amazing work. There was another guy I came across on that same podcast. Uh, was it Joseph Sudek? And once I saw his images, I've seen his images before, but for some some reason I just I just forgot about him. But uh, he was a one-armed photographer. He shot medium medium or large format, but it, yeah, he only had one arm. And it, his images are amazing, like mostly still lifes, but it's just something. I mean, when you come across somebody whose whose subject is ordinary, but still it leave an impression on you, you you know that's this is something with the with with this process, with this eye, with this technique. It's something because some of the pictures are just like this one is it's just like a loaf of bread. In like a glass of water or something like that or like there was another one like it's like just like an egg on a plate and I've tried to do simple stuff like that but it never it never comes out quite like I wanted to come out like timeless it, uh, maybe it maybe because when I was doing it you know especially when I was experimenting use my k3 it just looked too clean a lot, a lot of times when you use digital no matter what you're taking no matter what you're, you're shooting it just looked too crisp and too clean. And I've never been a fan of like fine art photography having that sterile, I guess that digital look. You know, it looked digital. But if you look at this guy's work, um, it's just something else about it. There's another photographer that, uh, it, I mean, Weston, of course, but. Even even it even have something over over Edward Weston's um, still lives. So uh, and, and that's that's I'm, I think I'm gonna do like once I once I feel I've I said a hundred episodes. Once I get to that point, I think I'm gonna have like a weekly. You know when I'm where I'm actually at my computer. A weekly something a weekly like like once a week or something to where I can like go back and rediscover some of these photographers like a spotlight of photographer once a week you know I have like a four minute five minute podcast or something like that just a little midweek episode um, I think I'm gonna do that because sometimes you know you just forget I mean you can learn a lot just by looking at um, or, or just by reading about somebody else's technique, or just reading about somebody else's approach, you know what I mean? And not this bullshit like you always hear on these photography websites. Five tips to become a better. Like, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just something that you that you pull from just by discovering the work, not some instruction. If that makes any sense, just just by looking at the work, reading about, reading a little bit of the a history of the photographer, you know, some little background, you pull something out that's going to inspire you in, in a way to where it's not a, it's not really a process. It's just something that you pull from it. 
you know, not like a, uh, why you need this gadget or why, uh, why you need to, to back button autofocus. You know, I can't, I, man, I can't stand those articles when it's like why I should do something or 10, 10 reasons why you should be shooting mirrorless or, or 10 reasons why the new Pentex K1 should be in your gear bag. These, these, these baiting, I mean, not baiting, yeah, these link, link bait type fucking titles. You know, I, I, I like, as soon as I see those, I say, okay, link bait, because if it was something of substance, it, you, you wouldn't need to go by this formulaic, like, title. I don't know. That's just, that's just, maybe just because I, 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 I it doesn't resonate with me. But, uh, but yeah, you, I mean, you can just rediscover or or something can inspire you just by rediscovering the photographer. Just, I mean, the fact that this guy had one arm inspired me because I was like, well, what's my fucking problem? I can't, I can't get up on a Saturday morning and go out and, and shoot the, 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 the sunrise, you know, like I've been wanting to do forever or stay up, uh, find a spot that I've been wanting to shoot from and wait till the sun go down get some shots uh, you know it, it's just like I don't know but something like when you hear something when you read about somebody like that who didn't let having one arm stop him it's like yeah of course it should inspire an able-bodied person you know with all the limbs and all the cap capabilities of, of doing you know doing doing what they need to do unhindered so Anyway, I, I think I'm rambling. I switched subjects a couple of times on you. Uh, I'm actually kind of, kind of, kind of uh, tired. Woke up at like two and couldn't get back to sleep, so I just got up. But anyway, uh, tell us at straighttalkuncut.com if you got questions, comments. Uh, you got something you want me to read on the on the show? Anything you want to um, pass on to me? Um, anything you heard? <laughs> that I said that you want to correct yeah just let me know tell us at straighttalk.com uh, like I said I, I don't know a lot what I do know I talk straight about this has been Straight Talk Uncut thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode